All right, so let's talk about nerves. So we did we did ulnar nerve, we did median nerve, and I actually had a great question from Beatrice. I'm actually gonna share her question right now because she had a question on ulnar nerve. And I want you guys to think about it like this, right? So she has an injury with a 33-year-old male patient of hers that he's a medical doctor studying to be a plastic surgeon. Funny enough, this is our topic. He had the injury back in May of 2020. He sustained a deep laceration proximal to the wrist. So she sent me a picture and the laceration was right here. So if you see the laceration very ulnarly, lacerated the ulnar nerve, the artery, and the median nerve had a partial repair as well. So he injured both nerves. So if you have the ulnar nerve and then you have your median, right? So when you're thinking high and thinking low, this would essentially be like a low one, right? Because it's below the elbow. So any muscle, any nerve above that innervated certain muscles over here, so those muscles will still work. Anything below that laceration won't work. So this is a partial, but I believe this is a full, right? So already in your mind, you, you would be thinking of what his potential problems are gonna be, right? Now I'm not sure, I believe this is his dominant hand. Dominant hand, and I'm gonna make assumptions that his dominant hand is his right hand, right? So already you should be thinking about setting, setting expectations, right? How do I do this again? How do I set myself? Oh, here it is. In myself to, yeah. Already you would be thinking, okay, which nerves are innervated by the ulnar nerve. You're thinking about the, the hypothenar muscles, right? It's all your small finger muscles. You're thinking about certain intrinsic muscles, right? Which is gonna affect the grip, right? Because the hand, the ulnar two fingers does all the power grip for you. So when you start thinking through the muscles, you're gonna know that he has decreased grip strength, right? And then also that ulnar nerve, remember, crosses, and it's a thumb adductor. So he's gonna have a certain problem with pinch, okay? So we already know when you have a full nerve laceration, that it's like turning the lights off to the muscles right so one of the things that they do is when they repair it it's like a jigsaw puzzle they're trying to match the fibers back up it's like bundles inside bundles inside bundles think of electric wiring right bundles inside bundles inside bundles and they're trying to match it up they're so small but they're going to try to match it up as close as possible right as close as possible but what happens when you cut something what are some of your problems? Your problems are gonna be, it's not fully, not fully matched, right? Your other problem is going to be scarring. You're gonna have internal scarring, 
right? And that scarring there is going to stop the flow of electricity further. When you have a compression, once the, there's a certain amount of nerve death, you can't get that back, right? Now, if you release it and there's a certain amount of return, the nerve has a certain amount of uh, regeneration. And it's going to regenerate a certain amount, but certain parts that are that died stay dead. It's not like pet cemetery. You just can't like, oh my, I think I just aged myself. Does anyone know who pet cemetery is? Bury the little dead animal and it comes back to life. That's not what happens, right? Certain amount of it dies, it's dead. And what you're doing is you're just waiting. It's in a way, it's like a waiting game for how much you're going to get. In the meantime that you're waiting for a certain amount to return, you've got to keep the joints protected so that it has a chance right? So that it has a chance. But full, not fully matching scarring are the two main things that is going to interrupt how well the nerve can regenerate. It's just the nature of the game. So compression is one, traction is another, and then laceration is the worst ulnar nerve type of injury you can have, right? Now the median nerve goes to the thumb. It has, it affects the thumb quite a bit right so it goes to a lot of thumb muscles so both of these in the low aspect have a lot of intrinsic muscles intrinsic muscle issues so intrinsic muscles whether you're talking about your interossei your lumbicals they all help to flex the mp and extend the ip so at some point he is now may so that's six, about six or seven months. So he is halfway through his recovery. He's halfway through his recovery. He has claw hand, right? He has edema of his hand and forearm. So this impaired sensation of the fourth and fifth digits. He doesn't have any problems in the back. Why? Because that's a radial nerve. So the median nerve comes to these three fingers, but it goes to the tips of the nails. After that, on the dorsum of the hand, that's the radial nerve. So that would be fine. His, minger, his middle finger presents with flexion of his fingers, which is good. So he has the best possible chance here because it was only a partial. So he has the best possible chance of a, a median nerve and an ulnar nerve laceration is probably one of the worst injuries that you have because both nerves affect how functional you can be. So he's, he's able to have a certain amount of grasp and release. He's progressing well. He's wasting away in the first dorsal interosseum. That's thumb adduction, it's fine. It's expected. He's able to oppose to all the fingers, the weakness except for the fifth digit he can't. It's because he can't rotate. So hypothenar muscles in the ulnar, he can't rotate, he can't oppose. So to have opposition work, you have to be able to rotate the thumb and you have to be able to rotate the small finger. Both have to work in order to oppose and this is full opposition. So he having to use different treatment techniques as dynamic splinting to get the fingers to extend during the day. Anti-claw splint. You're doing therapy, you're doing rubber bands, you're stuck and frustrated with the muscle wasting. First of all, one of the things that I would say is don't be frustrated with the muscle wasting because if you're frustrated, he's frustrated, and then you're all frustrated for no apparent reason. You have to set the tone of what 
someone should expect. And let's be realistic here. I don't care if they put your nerves together. There is a certain amount of atrophy. And once that atrophy sets in, it's not, it's not going to come back fully. So you have to set the expectation of, of this is potentially what's going to be happening with your hand. What we're going to do is we're going to find the muscles that are returning and focusing on the muscles that are returning. That's going to be your median nerve. So I like that he has a he doesn't have a numbness there, right? So you didn't mention anything about numbness. So I would I would assume that he is doing pretty well with that. So I'd have to look and say, okay, where what's the median? What's the median nerve? What's the median nerve is the uh, abductor pollicis brevis, right? The opponent's pollicis, which we're hearing that it works the superficial head of the flexor pollicis brevis, right? So that's coming. And the first and second lumbricals, right? So he can do this. And he should be able to do this with these fingers because it was cut low enough that his profundus and his superficialis is working and his flexor pollicis longus, thank goodness. Thank goodness that, because without the flexor pollicis longus, he wouldn't be able to do any of that. So we gotta focus on what can you do and you have to set the tone for, we're going to be working on the things that we see work best. And we're gonna make those strong, we're gonna make it as functional as possible, knowing that the ulnar nerves may not have as great of a chance, right? And so the biggest thing here is that you need to make sure that the joints are supple, right? There is no need for a night splint as long as the joints move really well. So if he doesn't have joint stiffness, he shouldn't have that problem. The best thing that you could do is put him in an anti-claw splint and encourage him to wear that all the time during the day. It's the best way to be functional, but it's the best way to give the chance, the fingers a chance to be in the best position so that when the nerve, as it recovers, it can work. Hey therapy friends, it's Huang here. Thanks again for watching my video. And if you like videos like this that can help you just crush it in the hand therapy world as an occupational therapist, then hit the subscribe button and enjoy the video. Thanks again for watching.